Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Monday morning, April 29th. Can't get here fast enough because Key's head is going to explode. <laughs> just when we thought it was Mac Jones to the Niners, now it's Trey Lance. Big news to Trey here in just a little bit. Welcome inside another week, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The laugh to you here is from Keyshawn Johnson, his old teammate from ESPN 710 in LA. Travis Rogers will join us in an hour. The Super Bowl champion Chris Canty will be here in a couple hours as well. Thanks for being here again. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Key, how was the weekend? I know we were just talking about the weather like any two people normally would here uh, in New York. How was the weekend? And then we'll get to a really big week for a lot of quarterbacks. It was cool. I mean, the weather was better. It wasn't quite uh, 85 degrees there, Zubin, but that little 57 was much better than it did. I take that and run to the hills. People, you know, I had my shorts on you yesterday, my flip-flops, my T-shirt. So I looked like I was going to the beach, but it wasn't quite beach ready. But it was it was nice. It was it was fine. Speaking of ready, is Trey Lance ready for his big day? The reason I mention that is that Trey Lance actually, as you may recall, today Before is you having, go to Trey yeah. Lance, you asked me about my damn weekend. What did you do? <laughs> Uh, probably just kind of hung around a little bit. I live in an area where it's crazy. Um, I just go for a run all the time. But the one thing about going for a run in New York that I'm always scared of, now that traffic is picked back up. It's kind of wild, huh? And I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to podcasts and things like that. And I am paying attention. But my eyes like aren't the greatest right now. So I've got to be like extra vigilant. And I don't want to go for a run at night. But during the day, my eyesight's a little bit uh, hurt when brightness is out there. Okay. So it's one of those things where... <laughs> can you wear shades, though? I mean, I, like, can you... Prescription a little bit. Okay. If you see me out there, if you're chuckling, I'm trying to run. I'm a big runner. I run about eight miles a day. But I've been inhibited a little bit health-wise. But I don't want to walk either. <laughs> so with the Olympics, in, in honor of the Olympics happening this summer in Tokyo, we think. Um, I've gotten into, and I look really awkward doing this, and I, and I hate that I do this, I'm into that power walking. Have you like the guy that that I don't want to walk at like a leisurely pace, but I can't run because there's too much stop and go in New York. Even though it's the weekend, and there's a little less traffic on the weekend. Um, plus, people are out with their babies, the strollers, the dogs, yeah. and sometimes like literally 20 feet in front of me. I, yeah, I got to be a little careful, even though you would probably be able to see 60, 70 feet. No so I problem. need you to put on a GoPro to record it because I need to see you <laughs> moving up and down, power walking. Well, you cut, you know, the arms are the going have, and the feet are moving really fast and all that. Sort have of you stuff. seen? It's embarrassing. Have, you probably haven't seen the movie Are We There Yet by Ice Cube. I don't know. I haven't okay, seen but it. I'll have Alan pull up a clip. The guy, the actor in there, I can't think of his name. He was power walking. My kids think it's the funniest thing ever because he was just, he looks kind of strange. But you said you're running, but you don't have to be on the street. It, in New York, they got the, the you know, the jogging lanes like on the, the, the uh, on the West Side Highway side. Oh, can't you use that? Yeah, I usually go by the water. Okay. And it's just one of those things that by the water, that's because the weather is nice. That's where you're going to see families. That's where the kids are like throwing the football. They got the so soccer going. The kids are doing the karate. Yeah, and I just you know you know the biggest thing you have to watch out for. And brother Allen, if you could if you could dig that out, I'd love to see it. Um, the I don't know what they call them. Again, I'm not a parent. You got kids. The little the little scooters. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're like the, the little the razor, mini one. The razor. Deals. Yeah, yeah. And the adults. I got I've about seen. I got about twenty of them in a the garage somewhere. Got, <laughs> but it's the one for the little kids. We're like the yeah, foot, the little ones. <laughs> they don't pay attention to anything. They're just go- and like mom and dad is like twenty feet behind. Hey, look out! Like that's it's, it's, for me. It's too late because I can't see them because of my eyes until they're too close. So. No, I hear you. It could be a little bit of an accident waiting. But I need that uh, GoPro. Happen. 
I need to see you <laughs> power walking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can get a lot done. You can get a lot done power walking to Target uh, and back. So will Trey be on Target today? His first pro day, um, he said it was a Super Bowl, March 12th. He actually had his pro day key before Zach Wilson, before Mac Jones, and before um, Field, Justin Fields. Just, Justin Fields. Right. The Trevor Lawrence is just on, a, on his level by itself because everybody was there and all that. But he had it first. He had a chance to make a first impression. He told Sports Illustrated, this is my Super Bowl. 27 teams were there. And by all accounts, he performed rather well. Today, a ton of teams will be there. Shanahan's going to be there. The entire Falcons contingent is going to be there. They're picking fourth. So you tell me, even though this isn't a newer phenomenon, you've always said pro days have been followed by second workouts. But after Justin Fields had his second pro day last Wednesday, trade today, the most unknown of the five first rounders, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the, besides just balling out today, what does he really need to show today that he didn't on March 12th when everyone said, you look good, kid? Well, I think because, you know, again, pandemic, right? We're going to continue to say this as this thing unfolds. I think because of the uniqueness of where we're at right now with the pandemic, teams are not hitting everybody's pro days all at the same time. So it's kind of scattered all over the place. You have a, a coach or two here, one or two there. Maybe the general manager didn't get a chance to see him the first time around or whatever the case, the decision makers. Now with the San Francisco 49ers, for instance, the San Francisco 49ers essentially have scripted along with Quincy Avery exactly what they want to see out of Trey Lance, which means that what they do in their offense, they want to see his dropbacks, his movements, the things that they could envision him being for them while he's working out, even though all the other teams are going to be there. And that's totally legal in everything. And the interesting thing about it is if they have private workouts, then they could take you through that in their private workout. It won't be amongst the other teams. It'll just be you Shanahan, um, and whoever else, right, that they would invite. Uh, two years ago when when Sam Darnold was coming out, th- three years ago or whatever it was, when Sam Darnold was coming out at USC, I happened to go to the Denver Broncos private workout for Sam Darnold. So it was Sam, and it was Elway and Vance Joseph and that whole crew. They were, It was just them, and that was it. And he was throwing to a couple receivers, and they wanted to put him through a private session well, this is different now, and now a couple other coaches will get an opportunity to see him. But Shanahan and John Lynch are the main two because this is the sweet spot at three. The New York Jets could be there, but for everybody, everybody automatically assumes it's, it's Wilson at two. And now the Mac Jones train, as I said before I left last week, he will not be going three. He just It's not going to happen. And I understand everybody believes that for whatever reasons, but you don't move up and give up all of that draft capital to go get a Mac Jones. It's got to be somebody like a Trey Lance who they just see, and they go, if we don't get him, he's not going to fall to us because somebody else is going to get him. Or it has to be a Justin Fields in this situation. So it'll be fun to see. Um, Too bad it won't be live, but we'll see some clips of it. And, um, you know, I want to know what they really – Think about him. Like, I really want to know. Like, what what is John and what does uh, Shanahan think about him? Because you got a veteran guy like Jimmy Garoppolo who could sit there for two years, and he can learn under Jimmy G, much like uh, Alex Smith was there as that somewhat bridge to Patrick Mahomes until Andy Reid said, you know what, 
it's about time. And you, you see it with young quarterbacks, young quarterbacks that have very little experience, which he's only had 17 games in his career as a starter, and not at the, not at the BCS level, but at the FBS level, which is a totally different level mm-hmm. of competition. But when you're looking at this young man, you're not looking at the competition. We all know what the competition is. They got guys my size playing defensive line. They got guys your size chasing him. Mm-hmm. It's a different – we're looking at his skills, though. Can we envision him in our system – delivering the football to our guys. And, and that's what they'll be looking at. No doubt. Uh, we don't know exactly what Shanahan and Lynch will think of Lance, but here's what they're thinking with regards to Lance. You mentioned Quincy Avery. He was on our show last week, the quarterback coach essentially for Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Over the last couple of weeks, Lance has spent some time with John Beck. If you're a college football fan, you might remember that name. He actually played quarterback at BYU and coincidentally is also working with BYU's Zach Wilson. Beck essentially went to Shanahan and Lynch. They got together and said, tell me what you need to see from Trey Lance. Administer that workout. So essentially, Lynch and Shanahan have told Beck, who just got on board with Lance, this is what we want to see, and part of today's workout will be exactly what the 49ers have asked it and script. Last thing I want to say, I've said this a couple times before, but I don't think you can hammer this home enough with Trey Lance. All right, and Key said it, 17 games all against the FCS, can't really look at the quality of competition, have to look at what the guy is. There is no quarterback in modern times that has come out of the FCS that is left early. I can't say that enough. Tony Romo, the late great Steve McNair, Carson Wentz from NDSU, Joe Flacco from Pittsburgh, and then to Delaware to the NFL. Every single one of those guys used every last drop of eligibility because the notion was they weren't ready for the NFL early. This guy is headed to the NFL at the quarterback position out of the FCS early. It's something we've never seen before, and I'm just saying that should not be lost in this conversation. On the way, win totals, whatever team Trey Lance ends up on, win totals. Who's got to hit their win total this year in the NFL or else? 888-ESPN. If you're not sure what your team's win total is, call us. We'll tell you, and we'll make the call together. All that and more after Key has this from Cintas. Today, people expect a new level of clean. Centos provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe. Centos will keep you well stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Centos will hygienically clean and deliver your uniforms. Centos also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. Centos helps you open your doors with confidence every day. Learn how Centos can help you keep your business clean and safe at Centos.com. Get Centos and get ready for the workday. Buckets! They're going to be 8-8 eight eight again. They're going to be a 500 team. They, they're not going to win the division with Andy Dalton. It's all downhill from here. With Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace in place, it's downhill. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know we're big fans of BetterHelp in all the ways it can help people with their mental health. And this year has gone quickly. And so I'd like you to think about something that you're proud of in 2024 so far. Think about what you would be proud of. What's something you still want to accomplish this year? And when life goes fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate those wins. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months for the rest of the year so you can look back on the rest of the year the way that you have this past year to know that it went the way that you wanted. And therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I urge you, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment for you. Take a moment. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Marcus Spears, and then that was key ooh, reacting to what the Cowboys have, if healthy. That'll be Dak instead of Dalton, who's in Chicago. But we'll talk about Andy here in one second. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Dan Graziano, the NFL insider, who will be with us in about a half hour from now, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll dig in with Dan about what the Niners are going to do with that third pick, the big pro day for Trey Lance, how it all may shake out for San Francisco in three in Atlanta at four. We asked you just before the break, which NFL team needs to hit their over on their win total the most this year? Essentially, Vegas has set them. Caesars, William Hill. If this team doesn't meet it, it probably meets its demise with regards to its head coach, GM, Bun, or both. Just a quick reminder, this year there are 17 regular season games. Week 17 will be AFC versus NFC. It'll be intra-conference for each team but remember it's a little bit different because obviously last year you're at 16 and one game can honestly make all the difference in the world for that you know last playoff spot so let's run through a few key and just a reminder this is the total number of wins they need to hit in 17 regular season games you can hit us up as well 888-ESPN 888-729-3776 give us your team we'll give you the win total and we can discuss it let's start with the Giants, huge year, Dave Gettleman, Daniel Jones, the Giants sit at seven wins. Can they hit it? I think they could hit it. I think they're over that. I think they can. If everybody's healthy, I, I think so. I keep forgetting about the 17th game. It's important I mean, it's just, for a team like this. Right? I'm so used to 16, 16, my mind, so i got to wrap my mind around right. 17. But I think they can. I mean, they were close last year. I mean, they were close, right? They're making the playoffs. Like they were depending on Philadelphia to help them. Philly didn't help them, so they missed the playoffs. But I think they can get over seven games. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight to the NFC North. Now, this is an interesting team. The Bears snuck in last year with eight. Eight on the nose, but that was eight and eight. This would be eight and nine, or perhaps it's nine and eight. Seven and a half with everything riding on general manager Ryan Pace. Seven and a half, you said? Seven and a half. I think they can get over seven and a half. They could be eight and nine. Yeah, they I miss think, the playoffs and hit I the I think number. they can win nine games. I, I really honestly do. If you think about this team, 
they were doing pretty well at the start of the season. Even though they were clunking alone, they were winning games with Mitch Trubisky. Then all of a sudden, Nick Foles came in. They won a couple games, and it went south. And then they had to go back to Trubisky, which basically backdoored them into the playoffs. And I think when you you look at Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton got better the second time around with the Cowboys. He got a little bit better. The Cowboys as a team didn't get better. But you can certainly see where he kind of started to feel uh, comfortable as the starting quarterback for the Cowboys at that point in time at the end of last season. So from from the outset, he's the number one guy in uh, Chicago. And let's face it, Andy Dalton wasn't god-awful in Cincinnati. He wasn't just, like, just so bad. It got it got pretty bad toward the end at for, from a team aspect. A.J. Green was in and out of the lineup, his main target. Um, uh, the tight end, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, was in and out of the lineup. They was just a different offense. And so when you look at that, you got to go, hmm, Hugh Jackson was gone. He wasn't the, co- the coordinator anymore. So it was just – it was different for him. But I think this time around in Chicago, starting at the out the gate, he should be a much better quarterback than he was with the Cowboys last year. So if the Bears don't hit seven and a half, you're saying it's time to clean house. The cleaning, the cleaning house that was supposed to happen even last if they, year. Even if they hit over seven and a half, it might still be time for cleaning. I mean, it just depends on what it looks like, right? If, if it's this offense is still stale, but they, they won seven or eight games because Khalil Mack in the defensive side of the ball held their own, you still got to take a look at the, the supposedly quarterback expert guru. Let's talk about the Saints. If they hit their over total of nine and a half, what happens? The only reason I ask that is it's a little strange to see a Sean Payton team not at double-digit wins. We did mention it's been almost, you know, a decade plus since that great moment. I'm not taking anything away from what they did for Katrina, winning the Super Bowl, bringing those fans a lifetime Special of moment. joy. But Drew Brees is gone. You got a couple QBs that are both in many ways to a degree unproven, especially in their locale. If the Saints hit nine and a half, still possibility of trouble? No, no, they're over. They're over the nine and a half. And it wouldn't be trouble even if they didn't. Sean Payton's the coach there till he doesn't want to be the coach there anymore. The only issue that I have is I'm waiting still. It's been, like you said, what, 10-plus years? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, come on, Sean, come on. Every year there's an issue when we get into the playoffs. Let's go. Let's go. Whatever it is, let's figure it out. And I think, I think he could. Look, we all assume Jameis Winston's the quarterback. We all assume that. Jameis Winston has had some bright spots in, in this league at the quarterback position. The guy did throw for 5,000 yards. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Mm-hmm. Okay, just because he threw the 30 interceptions, you discount those 30 interceptions and bring it down. Let's call it 20 interceptions because some of the routes will run bad. Some of the balls tipped off other people's hands, whatever the case may be, Hail Marys, whatever it was, caused those numbers to rise. I think he's a good quarterback. I think under Sean Payton's tutelage full time, and he gets all of that attention from Sean, he will become a much better quarterback. And with all the weapons that he has at his disposal, if they stay healthy, this team is probably going to come out of the South again. It's amazing. Sean was with us during Super Bowl week, and he called Winston a prospect. I mean, the guy's a number one overall pick in 2015. He called him a prospect. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's get one call in here. Johnny in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. All righty. Hey, so I was just listening to you guys, and honestly, I think uh, the over and under, I'm a Dolphins fan, um, so I'm thinking that Coach Flo to be safe or at the organization just to get looked at, 
they would have to win like 11 to 12 games with the new 17 uh, week season coming up because, you know, again, as a Dolphin fan, we're tired of the mediocre seven and nine, eight and eight seasons. Uh, we want to see some with all these draft picks they're getting and these signings that they're doing uh, to push forward for the playoffs. I don't know what you guys think about that. Thank you, Johnny. That seems lofty. I'm not saying it's not attainable, but that seems lofty. 12 wins? 12 is a lot. If they can get me one or two more wins than they had a year ago, they're moving in the right direction. No doubt about that. That's all that matters is what, are they going up or are they going down? That's, what, that's how you judge this team. We're going yeah, to have five quarterbacks likely picked in the first round. This year, we think, history tells us that two of the five likely won't work out. It's maybe even closer to two and a half. These are 50-50 propositions in the first round. History says, so who are the two that your team's going to regret drafting? Key with the answer after Key has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good, like a walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Buckets! If you're on the course, you know that golf gets so much harder when you're not comfortable. Elevate your game with the Task Performance Clubhouse Collection made with highly technical fabric blends created exclusively for the Task brand. Amazingly soft, lightweight, breathable, durable, and versatile. Task garments keep you fresh and comfortable all day on the course, in the office, or for travel. Task has harnessed the performance attributes of natural materials to deliver better apparel, made better, and for better experiences. The Clubhouse Collection features polos, shorts, pants, and layering pieces in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Task's Clubhouse Collection will have you turning heads on and off the green. The perfect mix of casual and active pieces. The Clubhouse Collection elevates the golf classics through innovative and functional fabrics and design. It's time to step up your game with golf attire that truly makes a difference. Check out Better Now at TaskPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCPerformance.com. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Just heard everybody weigh in on the guys that are going to work out. You got to think positive. That's the deal. But history tells us it's not exactly 50-50 in the first round, but in, in many cases it really is, especially at the quarterback position. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including the NFL insider Dan Graziano, on a bunch of related draft topics coming up in about 15 minutes from now. So, Key, we're thinking this year five quarterbacks could go in the first round. We're thinking, like I said, a couple will probably bust out. The last good example we have is if you go back to the 2018 draft, there were five quarterbacks selected in the first round. And I think you can say three of them hit with Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, 
and Baker Mayfield, and two of them didn't for the moment with Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. So there's your two of five busting already. All you have to go back to 2018 in the last draft where there were five QBs. So let me ask you, which one of these guys isn't going to work out, knowing probably a couple won't, and then we'll get to a ton of tweets from people who have weighed in with their thoughts. Not uh, See, I... uh... Not work out. What does not work out mean? Let's call it bust. Let's call it bust. I don't want to call it bust. (laughs) Let me, I got to think through this. Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen didn't pan out. That's the example to use. Dwayne Haskins didn't pan out for Washington. Regret making the pick. I, I got to believe two guys would be Justin Fields, Will not. Justin Fields okay. and Trevor Lawrence, the two highly rated guys, would be – that's what I would have to think. The reason I say that is because I look at Trevor Lawrence. He goes to Jacksonville, Urban Meyer, first-time NFL head coach. Duro Bevel is his offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach. When I start to think about it, who is Daryl Bevel tutored and gotten to the next level that you say, oh, okay. I mean, like he coached Brett Favre with Brad Childress. Coach Russell Wilson, too. Back in the day at Minnesota. But Brett Favre was already established. Like, seriously. Like, right? Mm-hmm. I can put that on my resume and get through. Russell Wilson, you know, he, he, he brought him along. But at the time that he was bringing Russell Wilson along, Russell Wilson was handing the ball off and the defense was winning games. So I I, I look at that and I'm like, you know, what's that going to be for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville? A a lot of pressure and a lot of everything. Now, he may turn out to be the greatest quarterback to ever play, whatever you want to call it. But these things are so tricky, man. It's all about the right cast of characters that you have around you, the playmakers, the offensive system, the game planning, the calling of the plays, and the understanding of what the NFL level is all about. And then when you look at Justin Fields, what team does he fall in and who's the guy who's going to be teaching him and understanding his strengths and weaknesses and his skill set because he has a unique skill set. And if you don't know how to utilize that skill set, you're going, he's going to go waste it in your system. So those would be the two guys right there. I think that you are in lockstep with our listeners in the KJZ Nation because we've just got a bunch of tweets on the screen, which I'm going to reel off, and some of them are a little humorous, so we can discuss them. But almost everybody on the screen, not exclusively, but overwhelmingly, is going with some combination of Fields or Lawrence, which I was really surprised. I thought you were going to go uh, Mac Jones there to a point. At woohoo, yeehaw, thank you. <laughs> going with Fields, Randall, Jones, and Wilson. I think a lot of people would probably nod their head there. Jeremy, probably whoever the Jets take, at Alex underscore Cortez 33, out of pocket, T-Law. William is going with Zach Wilson, poor guy. He's going to the Jets. LK2 chat, uh, Goldilocks from Clemson. <laughs> that Goldilocks. one. Devin says, not Goldilocks, but Trevor Lawrence, too much hype, too much pressure. Shane going with Wilson in fields. And Tyler, this is a trope, but this is, I mean, mean, it's true. Justin Fields will continue that Ohio tradition of a hyped-up, quote-unquote, great college QB, one of the greatest in program history, end quote, that ends up falling on their face 
in the pros. That's a little bit harsh, but it is fair to say, and we discussed last week, Ohio State is not a QB factor. It, it, the, the, the interesting thing about Trevor Lawrence's situation is he's going to be pushed into the starting role. Like, they're going to hand him the keys to the car immediately, where Mac Jones probably is going to fall in the draft and not go to the 49ers like everybody's saying. So he could sit behind somebody later in the draft and kind of learn, much like whoever goes to the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, let's assume it's Trey Lance. Uh, uh, he goes to the 49ers at three. He got he has a couple of years for, for I almost called him Alex Smith, for Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, to kind of teach him how to be a pro quarterback. Plus he's going to a team like Kyle Shanahan that knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. So you trust that he's going to get the most out of Trey Lance. And, and if Justin Fields goes to the 49ers instead of Trey Lance, then I would feel more comfortable taking Justin Fields off of that and saying, okay, he now has to sit a couple years before he takes over to develop his skill set. And I would disagree with people that say that the Ohio State quarterbacks are not, you know, they're busting the league and all that. No matter what the situation is, their system has been in place at Ohio State for a long time with Trestle, hell, John Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, all it's just the style in which they were running things until Ryan Day got there. Ryan Day got there, and the quarterbacks are different now. They got better reads, more NFL sort of kind of ready. Their drop steps are more NFL, not a bunch of – you know, RPO, drop back one step, throw the ball on the bubble screen. This is not Urban Meyer, Florida. This is not Urban Meyer, Ohio State. This is Ryan Day's system. So it's a lot different. It's more pro-ready throws than we've seen in the past with Ohio State quarterbacks. And at the end of the day, you have to realize that the collegiate level, as much as they can say, look who we put in the NFL – their mandate is to win games. Would any program in America love to win as many games as Alabama, LSU, Ohio State? Absolutely. Sure. How many quarterbacks do those three programs, three of the winningest programs of the last decade, put in the NFL? Very few. But the mandate is to win games, defense, running game, whatever it is. And if we have a serviceable quarterback, we have so much five-star talent around him, it won't matter. We're not worried about Sundays. We're worried about winning on Saturday. Only quarterback I can think of at LSU is really Joe Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah. you could go to Jamarcus Russell, but prior to Jamarcus Russell, who was the quarterback from LSU yeah. that would play on Sundays? Yeah. I mean, Matt Flynn had a cup of coffee, and we obviously yeah. know yeah. you know that was the case, but not really. Even at Alabama too, right? No, I mean, Alabama as well. I mean, I can't even the last Alabama quarterback outside of Tua that really would make you go, huh? Yeah. Is who? Yeah, I mean, you think about it, right? Like I mean, who? Brody Croyle had a cup of coffee. McCarron's been a backup. You have to go back to Richard Todd. I mean, you have to go back really far. I was like two years old, then, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like you got to go way back, way back to think that Alabama – and it's not and it's not that this is what they recruit. It's just that their systems don't allow them to be put in that situation because there's so much talent around them. They don't have to do a whole lot. And when you don't show your abilities that you could do a whole lot, sometimes that pushes you down in terms of grade or the way that scouts and head coaches, general managers view you. And we should also mention that I think it's important to note 
that there is one school that recently has produced a ton of quarterbacks, and that is relatively speaking, and that's Clemson, because you're going to have Deshaun Watson, you're yeah. going to have Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have the kid Uyangalile, all of these guys. I see you. I see you, Zubin. DJU for, uh, for Jay Will there. But at the end of the day, those guys are going to Clemson to get to the pros, and the latest in that group for the moment is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Made a, uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of heads turned last week when he told Sports Illustrated that he doesn't need the competitive chip on his shoulder. I defended him last week. I didn't think it was a big deal. I think when you've been anointed since high school, there's no reason to have a chip. If Baker or Burrow wants to have a chip and they feel like people didn't recognize their talent, go for it. But Lawrence realized some of those comments in which he said he didn't really need football as much as you might think. It caused a little bit of a backdraft. So he tweeted over the weekend. I'm just going to read the tweet here and then get a comment from our Clean it up. Yeah, from our Jeremy Fowler on why this is exactly what the Jags are indeed looking for, even if public perception says otherwise. So Lawrence trying to tweet and quote-unquote, he said, clean it up. I am internally motivated. I love football as much or more than anyone. It is a huge, huge in cap letters priority in my life. Obviously, I'm driven to be the best I can be and to maximize my potential and to win, win in caps. And then he said, I don't need football to make me feel worthy as a person, but he truly loves everything that comes with the game. So he didn't quite backtrack. I think it's more of a clarification because I don't think he would take back what he said. He just wanted to be understood differently. No. No, no, you, okay. I'm not going to let you do that. Go for Zubin. it. Go for it. It, it is. It, he wanted to clarify. It. There's no question about it because the questions you're the leader of the team as a quarterback and the questions are going to come out. Like, how much do you love football? Do you really want do, do you love this game to the point where you would cut your finger off like Ronnie Lott to play <laughs> that that's dedication in football? You have to be dedicated. This is not football is not a I'm going to show up for the job. Oh, and if I do well, I do well. No, no, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's a very violent game. You will get somebody killed out there not taking it serious, K-I-L-T. You will have someone hurt by not taking it serious, not loving it. You've got to have the passion and love it. That's why coaches are in the office at 4 a.m. in the morning and some of them not going home till 2 a.m. the next day Mm -hmm. because it's a passion, it's a love. That's why you lift all them damn weights in the offseason. That's why you run, you sweat, you have tears in the summertime, early in the morning. That's why you hear the horns waking you up to go to training camp because you got to love it. It ain't for everybody now. I was told by a coach once before, you know what? This game ain't for everybody. It's just not. And it's okay if it's not for everybody. And it's fine. But we need to know who you are as a teammate because if I'm going to battle with you out in between those white lines, I need to know where you're at. Where's your head? I can't go out there with you and you half-assing it. That's not going to get us to where we're trying to go. And that's the reality of it, whether you want to believe it or not. So for him to release that statement after he got some pushback from people and then he comes out and wants to clean it up a little bit, I get it. I understand it. You're still probably going to be taking number one overall unless Jacksonville is trying to dupe everybody. It's not going to hurt what Jacksonville feels like about him because I'm sure they're meeting with him constantly as much as they are allowed to on Zoom. They're communicating with him to get to know him because they want to know what type of individual they're bringing into that locker room, you know? Indeed. So we'll agree to disagree there, but obviously uh, we all agree, and so does Trevor, that something had to be done, something had to be said, so we jumped in there. Let's jump into the conversation with Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider. All right, Dan, so what do you make about the initial comments and then Trevor feeling the need to backtrack to a degree to at least clarify himself here? 
Yeah, this is great because I was off last week and, and, and wasn't really paying attention. And so I'm getting, getting caught up on this over the weekend. And so I've had the whole entire thing take place already. See, for me, I don't, I don't mind a guy answering a question, honestly. Like, that's, honestly, I, I do my job for a living. You want more of that, not less of it. So when the blowback comes, that's the part that frustrates me because, like, now you have a, a young man who's going to be guarded about his answers. And I, I don't like that. But to me, I, I mean, I, I hear what Keyshawn is saying. But there's got to be more than one way to succeed. I mean, for, like as, as somebody who's been covering professional sports for the last 25 years, one of the things that's fascinated me the most is talking to different guys about the different ways they approach things, the different ways they go about things. And I mean, what Trevor Lawrence did in college, you can't do that if you're not dedicated to it. So I, I don't understand why there would be any question about his dedication just based on a quote like that in one story. Well, you know, Dan, you, 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 there are different ways, as we know, to skin a cat. There's no question about it. But college and the pros are two different things. I got an 18-year-old, 17-year-old sure. guy I'm playing sure. with. I got a grown-ass man with a full beard that has family that he needs to feed, and he's relying on you to do your job. So you need, he needs to feel a certain way about who you are coming inside the locker room. And, and I think a lot of people get it mixed up. They think, oh, well, you know, he's won a lot of games in college. That's college. It's, a, it's different. There's different responsibilities in college versus the pros. Professional athletes, we want to know who's sitting next to us because it's important to us. We don't want to just have a guy kind of, you know, as you can see, guys that come into this league that fail and you thought that they were – Oh, they had all the talent in the world. Look at why they failed, though, because they didn't love it. They, it. they didn't embrace it the way that you need to embrace it. It's not all about the athletic ability because guys with lesser athletic ability, they make it because they embrace the moment and they go out their way at, to be dedicated to get it done. Now, look, he doesn't have to be rah-rah guy. No, he, he needs to be genuine. And people need to feel that he's genuine so they can follow him as the quarterback, the number one guy and the leader of a team. But now let's move and on. Exactly right. But, but wait, th- th- his teammates are going to judge him based on what he's like around them in July, August, September, October, November, December, January, Absolutely. not what he said to Sports Illustrated in April. Now, so I, I don't think this I don't I, I think we have to remember what we're talking about here. This is a guy doing an interview in a relaxed time of year. Right. But he may be a, a wild man when he gets to training camp and his teammates go, I've never seen anybody this all in just because he's not saying that in April when it's time to chill out. I just don't think it's something to hold against him. No, you you, you know, you don't hold it against him, but you certainly are taking a look at it, just like the San Francisco 49ers are taking a look at Trey Lance, along with Justin Fields Ooh. and Mac Jones. See, and I like, a, that's a nice segue. <laughs> and a bunch of other quarterbacks in this year's draft. So let me ask you this. Who, who are the 49ers going to take at three after moving up from 12 and giving away a load to get to that spot? Um, hopefully sometime in the next 10 days, we know. Look, th- there's a lot of smoke around Mac Jones and has been since the trade. Uh, the, 40, the, 49ers, the 49ers aren't very good poker players when it comes to the first round of the draft. Since John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan got there, we've known who they were going to take with their first pick. Literally every year. I mean, last year they trade DeForest Buckner for a first-round pick, and almost instantly you were hearing, oh, they have their eye on Javon Kinlaw. They end up taking Kinlaw. Two years ago it was Nick Bosa all the way. So 
that the Mac Jones stuff is legit, and they definitely like that player. But the fact that they have been so involved in Justin Fields' pro day last week and Trey Lance's pro day upcoming today, to the point where they asked Lance to go work with John Beck, who's not his quarterback's coach. He works with Quincy Avery. To go work with John Beck because Beck has a relationship with Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle wanted John Beck's eyes on this guy for a couple of weeks and to give him the specific drills that they were going to ask him to do at the pro day today. That tells you that they haven't ruled out the possibility of taking one of these other guys. So 10 days to go. They're doing all their due diligence. They're getting as in-depth as they possibly can with these guys. If they like Mac Jones and he's their top choice, then that may be who they pick, but they're definitely allowing Fields and then today Trey Lance the opportunity to elbow their way into that discussion and maybe change their minds. Dan, when we were talking, doing college football season, obviously, you know, September, whenever that thing was, October, whenever it started last year during the pandemic. Still going on yes, in some places. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we had the conversation about Trevor Lawrence as one and Justin Fields basically 1B. Now, all of a sudden, Justin yep. Fields seems like he's 5A in this quarterback com- conversations that he's fallen. What has happened from the end of college football season to where we are today to even be having this type of conversation about Fields? I think, you know, you heard a lot of Zach Wilson buzz building at the end of the season, and then he had that great performance in his bowl game. And, and then, you know, the, the pre-draft process has been – uh, kind to him, obviously. So now we expect him to go number two. And then Fields remains a mystery. I mean, Fields still could be the Niners pick. I don't think that he will be. I think he's probably running third in that race right now, but he still could be. It, quarterback is very subjective. Like there are very few, there are very few players that everybody has agreement on. Like the way, I mean, honestly, Trevor Lawrence. I think anybody who had the one pick would take him. But that's unusual, and especially once you get past that one-two spot. So Fields may not be San Francisco's cup of tea, but he may be exactly what the Atlanta Falcons are looking for. He may be exactly what the Denver Broncos are looking for. Uh, so all that's happened is further evaluation in a year. By the way, when any talent evaluator, any executive, any scout you talk to says. We have the least amount of information about these guys that we've ever had going into a draft because you couldn't go scout them in person, because you can't have them into your building and talk to them face-to-face. So it's not surprising to me that the evaluations would change significantly over the last couple of months based on how little they're really working with. Dan, what's going on with the second pro day? I just wanted to ask you that. Key was informing me and the listeners mm. that, listen, I mean, it's a, it's a pro day. It's standard. Fields had his second last week. Trey's today, as you mentioned. Then there's always the private workout, which I guess in some way, shape, or form could qualify as a second pro day. But to me, right. this seems like a new phenomenon. Like, I'm scheduling a second pro day. I don't really remember this in years past, but multiple guys are doing it. Something we could see moving forward? Or is this just one of those, as Key said, pandemic-related things where it's just tough to be in two places at once? It's that. I I believe it's that. Given their preferences, these teams would rather bring these guys in and do these private workouts. Look, the 49ers are having a a, a private workout for Trey Lance today. They've designed it. They're going to administer it. The only difference is other teams can also be there. Uh, So given their, their preference, the teams would rather do that. And I think uh, assuming we get past this and get to the point where the, the old rules can be in effect again and you can have private workouts, it'll go back to that. But it's what you said. The, the, the Niners weren't able to be uh, at Justin Fields' first pro day because they were at Mac Jones' first, uh, Mac Jones' second pro day, knowing he wasn't going to have another one and that Fields was. So that's all it is. It's just an ability uh, to get as many teams as possible to see you in person in a year where 
they, they really can't do it the way they usually do. It is fascinating to note that it's going to be a 49ers scripted workout, but the Falcons will just be sort of hanging around, seeing if they like what the 49ers are running Trey Lance through. But that's kind of where we are at this point. It's a huge spot for Trey Lance five weeks or so after he had his first pro day, which he called his Super Bowl. So I wonder what this one is, whatever the next thing bigger than the Super Bowl is. Dan, thank you so much. You can catch Dan with Greeny and company on Get Up 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Uh, thank you, a Dan. Lot, Dan. And Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. On the way, it's baseball's best budding rivalry, renewed this weekend. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. Their riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes. And one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man, and I can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast. They're up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight and foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or a bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range so you can explore further and longer. Just head on over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.